Today's episode of the Eurovision for Real podcast was previously recorded for video, so you can watch at youtube.com backslash Alicia Michelle or sit back and listen to the show. Hello, hello, folks. I'm so excited to be coming to you today. Uh, I mean, Eurovision 2023 season is about to be coming to a close. I'm sad about it. I'm sad about it. This has been an interesting Eurovision season. I feel like it's been a season filled with a whole bunch of announcements and really like not too much drama, right? Like it didn't feel like drama to me this season. This season felt more joyful than anything. And it's been like a long road. And yes, we made it. So pat yourselves on the back. We made it, y'all. We made it, y'all. All right. We're going to be having a conversation. We're going to be covering the songs that got away talking about the songs that didn't make it through. We're going to have a little conversation over who we think can win, really, like winner potential. I'm going to be going through that. We're going to be talking about who could maybe surprise us. So, you know, I think we kind of know who's probably going to win. But, you know, we're going to talk about who could kind of come in with a little bit of a steal. Uh, You know, folks, maybe that we're not clocking for. We're going to talk about this 100% televoting semis, how we feel about that. And, oh, my goodness. We're going to talk about the running order. We're going to talk about the running order. So we got a lot to cover. And you know what? If you are new here, if you have never been to my channel before, what are you waiting for? This is your opportunity to like this video and to subscribe. You know, also you can follow me on social media. I am cross channel. I've got a podcast, Eurovision for Real, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I am also on TikTok. I am on Instagram. I am, of course, on Twitter. Follow me everywhere and maybe come into a Twitch near you. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to keep this going. But thank you to everyone who has already joined. Oh, my goodness. Let me just say, okay, okay. Tiago uh, is here. Um, we've got we've got so many folks. Um, everyone is wanting to talk about things. We've got Alberto in the building. Okay, hello, Evangelos. How, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Hey, Kevin, what is going on all right, so you know what? This is where we're going to start off. This is this is where I think we're going to kick off. We are going to kick off and let's, you know, let's kind of talk about the songs that got away cuz we'll go back and then we'll move forward. You know what I'm saying? We'll go back and then we will move forward. And so, let's just let's just have a little moment. Azerbaijan didn't qualify and you know, semifinal one was tough. So we knew we were going to miss and and lose out on some songs. I think with Azerbaijan, you know, the staging was good. The song was fine. But in a semifinal like that, you know, was it really coming in like a true competitive package? Maybe, maybe not, maybe not. But I do think that it was well executed and the twins definitely should be proud of what they did on the stage because the performance was great. Uh, let's move on and talk about Latvia. You know, I think with Latvia, um, you know, I think if I were Latvia, I might rethink the way that we introduce our acts for Eurovision, if that makes any sense. Because I I think that in the national selection, what Latvia sort of gave, although I think the package on the stage in semifinal one was good, um, I do think to myself, like, would Patricia have been a little bit more of a competitive pick? You know? Maybe, like maybe if that staging was impactful, I, I kind of feel like Patricia could have. 
I also think, you know, a lot of us really liked that song, um, uh, Sway. And I think if the staging and the vocal in the national selection had improved, you know, maybe that would have been a slightly more competitive song to cut through. I'm really going to be curious to see the numbers because I would like to believe that Lapia maybe was in that 12th slot, not the end. Um, but I would like to see Lapia making it back in. Malta. Malta, I really feel like was a song that got away. I think if we had opened the show with Malta, I actually think that Malta might have been our 11th place in, in semifinal one. I would not be surprised to have seen Malta just missing out. When we were doing the watch party in DC, that was, I mean, everyone was really like, how did Malta not make it through? That was so fun. But I think there's something to be said for, you know, with Azerbaijan, Latvia, and Malta, those three in particular, they really had no momentum going into this. Um, yeah, talking about the Netherlands, I really liked that song. I, I liked the song. I just think, and I think the staging execution and the styling, all of it was there. Um, but I think the drama that was happening in the Netherlands probably didn't help it, probably didn't make our performers feel the most confident that they needed to feel when getting on the stage. And so I think that was a loss. Um, let's pivot. Um, yeah, let's pivot. You know, we lost Denmark. I like the song. Do I think it was executed well on stage? Staging wise, yes. Vocally, no. And, you know, y'all were hating on the entry anyway. So there we go. Um, let's talk about, you know, Romania. Another road leading up into the contest with not a ton of momentum. The staging was not great. Uh, so I think the execution with Romania was not optimal. So we lost it. San Marino, great product, but again, no hype, no momentum was likely not to make it through. Let's move on. Ireland, you know, we lost Ireland again. Ireland just really needs to rethink their selection process. And honestly, I think just they need a creative team. And if they don't have the budget for a creative team, there are several people within this fandom who actually have good taste and musical backgrounds that could probably help you out for free. I would add my name to that list. I would help you out for free. <laughs> for free. So the excuse can't be like, well, you know, we're just a team of one. There are people for free who will help you because that that's where I just think we're in. They just need some other creative minds in the mix with Ireland to really help them get a real grasp of what they need to do. But if we want to talk about the song, the song was, I don't think a DOA song, but it was a song that was a generic message song. Y'all know that's not my taste. I don't really like those songs, <laughs> but I think that there is an audience for that when it is executed well. This was not executed well on the stage, point blank. Iceland, Dilyau. I I think with this, I love the song. I love the vocal. I think, and I said this before, I think that Iceland was always going to be slightly in a situation of... Um, Remember we talk about this, like the strong woman syndrome, you know, her just kind of alone on stage with the power. I thought that it could fall by the wayside in that sense. I don't think this, the, the running order was optimal, 
But I don't think that Iceland came last place. I don't think. Um, Greece, I think a great song, not the best execution, point blank. But I don't think that Greece finished last. I think that Greece, Greece could have easily been on the cusp in semifinal two, just given the fact that they weren't starting at zero. And Georgia, to me, is the biggest loss. Um, I get that some people are like, look, the lyrics were nothing. I said that I, I just think that when it came to the staging package, we had all these wonderful elements in the music video that I just don't think we dragged over at all. And we should have dragged them over. Um, so yeah, so those are the songs that got away. Um, and yeah, uh, Let's have a moment, moment of silence. All right, let me hop into some of these comments. Um, Lori Francis, it was Iceland staging. Yeah, I, I think I think there was probably maybe a better way to stage this. I could even see if we had staged this a little bit more like anthemic kind of gospel flow, a little bit in alignment with what Lithuania was giving us, that maybe that would have been different. But I think giving sort of this Scandi pop Robin-esque staging, although I think works in certain iterations, I don't know if we've seen it really, really work and stick on the Eurovision stage. Uh, Louis San Marino finished last. Well, if San Marino didn't finish last, Romania did. Um, Revolution 909, are RTE for Ireland, uh, for Ireland cheap, unimaginative, or both? I, I think, because this is the thing with the staging packages that we see, they look expensive. <laughs> it does look like there is some budget floating around. But I think a little bit of the team needs some imagination to maybe figure out how to optimize the budget that they do have so that the execution is as strong and slick as it needs to be. Maiden says, I feel bad for all non-qualifiers except wild youth. Such sore losers. Did they say something? I must have missed that. I just saw other people responding, but... um. But if someone has actual verified information on what Wild Youth said, I would like to not purport misinformation. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Christos, the Greek media and people were brutal with Victor. It was disgusting and they were spreading fake news. Great song, but poor staging. But some moments were amazing. I, I think with Greece, there was an execution issue here. The drama surrounding the selection of the song probably didn't help its momentum either. So there's that. ESC Dakota says Georgia was an easy qualifier. There was just no staging concept. I mean, here's the thing. I think even if they wanted to keep the exact same concept, concept they had but had um iru um in the on the satellite stage and utilized the full leds that might have been something that might have been something esc taco says georgia deserved to qualify instead of poland i mean look poland threw everything and the kitchen sink at that performance you know they did everything and that's what we when we have these conversations about optimizing the package that you have if we learn anything here, if you have the opportunity to optimize, it is what you must do. And I also want to remind folks, with Poland, it was never the song <laughs> that was the issue. It was the execution of the song in the national selection 
also when you had another entry that and some people can say this that Jan's performance was not perfect I have been very clear Jan's performance was not perfect but if Blanca could improve her performance after the national selection to the Eurovision stage I fully believe that Jan could have and then we might have been having a conversation about is this an opportunity for Poland to have their first ever Eurovision win we could have been having that discussion, um, but we're not, you know, like we're not. So with Poland, it was never the song. It was always the execution of the song with which we saw it in the national selection. But again, using Blanca as an example, everyone has the opportunity to upgrade and to improve. And I've always said that about national selection performances, that you have an opportunity to improve. Um, so there's that. Um uh, GJ says, good example, Belgium has 100% optimized stage use. Completely, completely. But I would even argue that Belgium could have done more. There was still more that I think Belgium could have brought to the stage. And mostly that's me being picky. You know, I, I'm being picky here. But I could find ways for Belgium to have even elevated what they did. But they did a not. Um, but they, you know, but they, but it doesn't really matter because they qualified anyway. And I do believe Belgium showing up in the grand final, Belgium has the opportunity, uh, I believe to, um, to really pick up some jury points. I, I don't know if it'll be enough for top 10, but I wouldn't be surprised if Belgium found its way there. It's joyful. <laughs> it's joyful. Uh, Gospod and countries like Georgia have put too much effort in staging than other countries that have a great track record with televoting. I miss the times we could see Georgia and Latvia being announced. You know, I think that this is really sad because with this year, we are seeing some countries uh, still miss out. And, you know, I've heard some some folks kind of having a moment of wanting to call the juries back in with love. With love, I'm not living in that space. Although I would have loved to see Latvia and Georgia qualify, would have loved to see those entries make it. I am not confident that that would have happened. Um, I, I'm, I am not confident that that would have happened with juries being introduced in this space. I could maybe make a case for Georgia, um, but... Ugh. Probably not, like if I'm being real. And let's also not forget the funny business of some of the juries last year. And so I just venture to guess if we had juries back in the mix, funny business would have emerged again. And I like the fact that we are going into this grand final not having to have that conversation. Isn't that wonderful? Um. Okay, Um. Let's uh, let's pivot because we've gone back and now I, I want to take a moment and I want to talk about the running order that we have for this grand final. And I'm just going to hone in a little bit on some of the pieces <laughs> on, on some of the pieces that really stood out to me. Once we figured out the allocation of first half and second half, to me, Austria was kind of the one that stood out to me like, oh, I think that Austria is going to open. Now, I will also say I actually didn't hate the idea of France opening the show, like to be fair, just because of the way that it sort of ends so triumphantly with our um like pyro curtain. 
I, I just actually thought like that could be a nice entryway. It feels also really ethnic to a certain degree. Like it feels like France. So I wouldn't have hated something just boldly stepping out there. But Austria being a fan favorite of ours and it being a fun song for us. And it seemed like the crowds in the arena were really feeling it. Starting off with a song that you really know are going to get people like hype without, I think, burying some of the songs that we know. And I mean, like burying, burying some of the songs that are favorites. So I don't I don't hate the idea of Austria opening the show. And then just to talk about our closer, uh, the United Kingdom, you know, I've always said that closing out the show is not a bad place to be and so having this bookend of sort of Austria and then the UK I don't hate it we're starting off fun and then we're ending fun and sassy as well so we've got like a thread there that I don't hate I'm not loving Portugal in the number two slot I'm not loving it there um but I but I don't hate it because it's also again another fun song that the crowd in the arena is going to enjoy so we're starting off with sort of this bounce and this fun and then we're keeping it going with Portugal so it's gonna feel like a lift we're then coming into Switzerland which is like okay where were you gonna put it you want to bookend it with some other things and then we transition into Poland which I don't hate you know as much as I love Serbia's entry I would have actually not hated to see Serbia in the third slot again like just to give us something a little bit different but also something that I think the crowd in the arena is gonna get behind and sort of love it and it did seem like even in semi-final one the crowd was loving it so I kind of like the idea of let's keep us on this momentum of like fun with the crowd then maybe have a dip like I prefer maybe like a ballad on the other side of song number four um so I would have been here for a Switzerland Serbia switch but I don't think that it's bad so it's interesting we kind of go from easy breezy Poland to like dark and industrial Serbia you know, a mix, a choice. Um, and that's again why I would have maybe flipped um, Switzerland. But then we're heading into France. So I, I'm not going to lie because Serbia's song isn't that vocally challenging. And I will just say I've yet to really hear. I didn't. I missed Lazara this morning in the running order. Um, so I hope her vocal is together. But I do think the producers are throwing her a little bit of a bone by having Serbia come, not really a vocal song come. And then we get to her. It, it might make her um, lift a little bit more after that. But then we've got Cypress and Andrew with the falsetto and the vocals and the arms. I don't hate where Cypress is. I'm kind of a fan of, of where Cyprus is. I'm not going to lie, though. If we had the switch, I, like, I don't love this Spain, Sweden, Albania block. I just, I don't really love that. It's kind of like we're getting all of these kind of powerful female vocals back to back. And people might want a breath. I would have maybe stuck um, Italy in between Spain or Sweden or even just going from Sweden to Italy might have given people just a breath I just I just I just think we might need a little come down in there also um, something that I think the crowd will like Europe and the fandom we love what Italy brings to the Eurovision Song Contest this song is already a hit you know and and we know Sweden's song is a hit but again I just think Italy being flipped just to give us a little bit of a break between the ladies but I think that they are having just like a break in the show 
But you know what I'm saying? Sonically, sonically, I would have liked a little bit of a break. Um, (laughs) Adam says, Spain is surrounded by two Swedish songs. Interesting. Um, Aurora, your thoughts on Spain, Sweden draw? I mean, I don't think it hurts either of them. Um, I, I just, I don't think... I don't think anyone is hurt by that. And I, I just want to keep that clear. I don't think that Spain and Sweden are hurt by being next to each other. I think they get to shine and are enhanced. And I also wonder if it then actually maybe helps Spain a little bit because we know that juries tend to make up their mind a little bit faster than televotes. That's what the studies um, have shown us, um, that that the jury sort of make their picks and, and then the televote sort of waits at the end of the show. And so it's kind of what's fresh in their minds. And so I wonder if this actually ends up helping Spain to garner a little few more jury points being next to Sweden, um, because then it makes them go, well, I think both of those were good. And so and so maybe we get a comparison there and maybe they're more likely we're more likely to see a toss of like eights and tens for Spain. Um, I, I just I wonder if that I wonder if that happens. So let's move. Let's keep on moving. Um, Italy sort of breaking things up. And then and, and I would also say I would have moved Italy because I don't really love Italy being next to Estonia. Like, so is this just like our power ballad block? Like, why are we doing that? <laughs> like, I just like, I don't, I'm for sort of like, let's go on a ride and a journey as opposed to like sound blocks. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just would have done that. And, but I wonder, you know, does Estonia coming after Italy help um, Alika a little bit? Like, does it? I don't know. I I don't know. Um, Yeah. Then we have Finland sort of closing out like the first half, which I think is a great place for them to be. And then we move on to Czechia, which I think is served being next to Finland and Australia. I don't think it hurts them at all. We're getting something like, you know, we kind of have like Finland and Czechia, I think, giving us sort of these pop ethno sort of pieces so I I'm enjoying sort of native language being next to each other there in that mix and then we've got Australia coming back again Australia next to Belgium did we really need to do that I don't know but I think it gives the crowd a nice block of fun in that mix and then we're gonna get quiet again for Armenia which I think Armenia is in a good slot I I like where Armenia is um, I, I, I think it's good for her because she really gets to sort of stand out as the girl in that mix because you got Czechia with the girls, but then it's Australia, Belgium, then Armenia, and then we've got Moldova and then Ukraine with the boys. So I, I, I kind of like where Armenia is there. Um, and then Norway, I mean, Alessandra's in a good spot for her. Uh, but I don't know if I would have had Alessandra next to Germany. I don't, I don't know. I just think the crowds are really going to like Germany. And I am hoping that Alessandra's vocal is together today. At the first rehearsal, I was able to catch it. The whistle note is back. Her vocals seem to be a little bit more supported, but right now I just hope she is sitting in a room somewhere, not speaking. That's what I hope for our girl, Alessandra. Germany, I love where they are. I, I think that this is great. Lithuania's in a good slot. Y'all, I'm I'm thinking Lithuania could be like top five for juries. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Lithuania, if her vocal is together. 
I I would not be surprised. I'm thinking Belgium and Lithuania are the countries that maybe could be top 10 with the juries, right? Like, right. And honestly, the juries had it together because I was nervous about them, how they were going to treat Sam last year because I was like, this is like, like the jury should be rewarding it. So since the jury seemed to have it together for the vocals last year, I'm hoping that they will have it together for the vocals this year. Um, we will see. Uh, and then Israel's in a great slot, y'all. I think I've already seen some comments in the chat here. Israel is in a great slot. Okay? Okay? That pop girl is going to shine. And I just want to say, I think there were questions about Noah's vocal and I was nervous just because I'm like all the young pop girlies nowadays you know they don't have to sing live so I'm kind of like what are we gonna get and when I tell you her vocal has just improved and I tweeted about this honestly I think for any pop girly who wants to achieve like worldwide fame and have longevity in their career a la a Janet just talking about Janet this I, I think the experiment of Eurovision it's just something that I think will just be good for them. And I will say Noah is going to be a stronger performer for her lifetime, I believe, because she had this um, she had this experience. I mean, her vocal has just improved her confidence on the stage, the serving of it from that first rehearsal to now. I mean, you just really, really see the growth. So kudos to her. Slovenia, I think, has a great slot. But I don't know if I would have had Slovenia and Croatia next to each other. <laughs> I, I like I don't know if I would have done that, but but I will say like Croatia is kind of an interesting like where do you really optimally place it? Um, Croatia. Some people are saying now like what if Croatia wins the televote and you know and best Finland? I don't think that we are living in that space. But Croatia top three, top four with the televote, maybe that is a conversation that we will be having. I don't know. We will see tomorrow. And then the United Kingdom closing out the show, I already said, I don't hate it. This running order feels okay to me. It feels okay, but I just think my biggest thing screaming out to me is that Spain, Sweden, Albania block. I know that there is a commercial break, but still, <laughs> like... But still, Italy and Estonia next to each other, I don't know how I feel about that. But I think once we look at the second half, for the most part, I feel like the second half is going to be a party, y'all. I'm really looking forward to the second half of the show. You know, we'll we'll be all serious in the first half, you know. We'll be clocking, we'll be, you know, real into it. And then during Finland, we can drink our drinks and just let it ride for the rest of the show. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Let me hop into these comments. Um, Clinton, Glenn says, would love Croatia winning the televote. Love that song. Um... Erez says this running order feels very balanced. In a way, it does. I say it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and then Revolution 909 says, don't hate me for the harshness, but why are we giving singers songs they can't sing a la Denmark and the UK and then feel shocked when they flop? You know, the thing is, I think that Riley, we've heard Riley sing the song live though. I mean, he was better, but I think that there is something to be said for making sure that you as a performer are disciplined, are disciplined. And and really, and, and when I say discipline, discipline to know when you can be doing interviews, discipline to know when you can be doing these Euro Club shows and stuff like that, and disciplined enough to shut your mouth when you do not have to talk. 
I mean, now we got all of these, like, you've got the humidity things. I forgot what they're called. I have one. But these things that can really help you preserve and keep your vocal cords lubricated. We have tea. We have lemon. We have honey. We have throat coat. But the biggest remedy of all is to shut up. <laughs> do not talk. Do not talk. Like, if I, I'm, do not talk. And again, some of these rehearsals, I, I will tell you, in semifinal two, when we saw the rehearsal that was like the rehearsal before, like the family show, the semifinal two people were really saving their voice. Not all of them. Not all of them. I named that in, in I think we, we did a Twitter Spaces after. I named all of the countries that were saving their voice. You know? Discipline. Discipline as a performer. That's... That's big. Okay. Um, Kat say, I have feelings for, uh, for that Estonia could get good jury points. They could or they couldn't. You know, I would like to see, and I've, I've said this, I've been consistent from the beginning. You know, as much as I love Shuto, Tuto, Bridges to me is the complex ballad. You know, Bridges is the song that I really would like to see advance because there's something about it that just feels adult and kind of interesting in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, like adult and interesting in a way. And, um, and yeah, it just... I, I would like to see it advance because I think, you know, we get so many of these like color by number ballads where, you know, it's just this and this and this. And I think Alika, there's something serious about it in the best way. So I, I've, yeah. Um, Jose, I'm so sad with Portugal with the death spot. I just hope it doesn't flop. I mean, I just don't think Portugal can flop. I think that juries are going to do some things with Portugal this year. I feel that the juries will do some things because it is executed with a cleanliness and Mimi Cat, I believe, is a more disciplined performer. So I think her vocal will be showing up in the best way. Liam says, Finland is going to destroy the televote and win it all. Your thoughts? That has been what I've been thinking this journey. This journey that we have been on of Eurovision 2023, once we got uh, Finland, uh, you know, once once Finland confirmed that it was going to be cha-cha-cha, it was pretty clear to me that this was our televote winner. I expect them still to likely be our televote winner. Well, let's talk winner potential because we talked about the running order and now it's time to transition in our topics. topics and we're going to be talking about winner potential. I'm going to just let y'all know right now. This is a two-way race, um, I believe, between Sweden and Finland. We've been knowing that. We've been thinking this. And I think we are still living in this world. However, we're living in this world, but I think the surprises that we have to warm ourselves up to are Ukraine, Spain. And, and I, I say Ukraine and Spain because I don't know if the juries are really going to support Ukraine, but I feel like... This is an entry in the past that we have seen juries gravitate towards and like. And Ukraine, as to be expected, is executing this well. If Ukraine just manages to come top four with the jury and then maybe second with the televote, we could be seeing a world where maybe we do have a double. I don't, you know, like we could be seeing that. Um, and and where and where it falls down is, let's say so, it's, let's say if, 
Ukraine is fourth with the jury. Do we think that Lorian will be able to be top three with the televote? Because that is what will then be the determining factor. Because if we think that Sweden is just a lock to win that jury and just, you know, and, and win it with somewhat of a gap, if we think that that is possible, then she would, in order to cement that win, we would need her to then be top four with the televote. Do we think that that's possible? You know, we got to think about this from math, math phrases and, and, and sort of math mentality. I think that with Spain, it's ethnic. And so that's why I kind of keep putting Spain a little bit in the mix, because I think in the fandom, everyone was really nervous, including myself, about how Goe was going to be um, received. I knew that that song was my most played song of Eurovision 2021. So I was like, well, I'm feeling it. So I think sometimes we think that the televote won't appreciate these things, but we have these examples of of uh, ethnic pieces and ethno kind of electronic pieces that do well. And we know that Spain is executing this well. And I think that Spain is also a song that juries could appreciate. So then maybe if we have a situation where could Spain be fourth in the televote but maybe like second in the jury you know what I mean that's why I kind of keep them around in that space and then let me talk about some surprises from the televote side I mean I think Finland is in there that's why we talk about Finland being in this two-way race I think we're questioning whether juries are gonna have it high this is the thing I could see juries putting Finland like top five so I could see juries having Finland in like fifth position, but then if Finland storms the televote, then we could see a scenario where maybe they could win if they storm the televote. So even if Lorian has like the jury on lock, all we need is maybe like a split jury. But I think that there is still a real pathway for Finland to win. Um, so if we're talking about also televote surprisers, and I see some people also talking in the comments, and I wrote it down on my paper so we can verify it, Israel and Norway. Israel, I, I think with Israel, we might see them. I don't know if we're going to see Israel top five with the jury, but I think we will see Israel top 10 potentially with the jury. But where I think things get tricky is Norway, I could see if her vocal is together, I could see Norway doing very well with the televote. This is a song that people have already heard, most likely, and some people really like it. There's something about it that feels like Eurovision. And I also think if her vocal is together, we could see the juries actually support Norway as well. So I think Norway is a country that we could have a conversation around. I don't think that they are winning, but... I, it's hard for me to think that they don't have the opportunity to come close to doing so, given the popularity of the song and given how it could potentially be executed on the stage. And then I think some of our surprises for the jury, I've already mentioned this on the live stream, but Lithuania, Belgium, I could see them showing up in the top 10 for the juries. And I think with Belgium, we could really see some televote support for Belgium. So like top 10 tennis, like finish for Belgium, possible, possible. So, um, and then, oh, I just want, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Croatia showing up for the televote. Now, do I think the juries will likely blank Croatia? Yes. <laughs> 
I think that I think that's going to be Croatia's struggle. Maybe it ends up kind of like a Moldova situation last year. Uh, but I do think people at home are going to be picking up their phones uh, for those. So we're talking winter potential right now. And I'm going to hop into these comments. Uh, Harry is saying, yes, Lithuania will do very well with the jury. I believe so. If that if the vocal is together, ESC Taco says Belgium is more a televote song. I think I think unless we're talking about Gustav's vocal, I, I feel like some juries will give them some love there. Uh, uh, Joe Sal says, could Armenia get top 10 with the jury? I'm expecting them to. I'm expecting them to. Um, Arvin, I think the top three of the televote will be number one, Finland, number two, Ukraine, number three, Croatia. Maybe I could see you. I think I'm living in a world where Ukraine is like third with the televote, though. That's the world I've been kind. I've been kind of leaving Ukraine a little bit in my third bucket. And then with the televote, maybe some things on the other side of that, because I mean, there's a world where I see Sweden like fourth with the televote. I don't know. Let me hop into more of these comments. Uh, Sadat Khan says, Serbia's song isn't very good. Sorry. Well, thank you for your opinion. Um, I am robot says Slovenia better be a jury top 10. It's so well performed. I would like to see that happen. I would like to see that happen. I think where Slovenia is though in the running order and what we know of like analyzing the jury trends. Ooh, um, ball. Okay. Yeah. It's just, Ooh, I don't know. Um, uh, Jonas says, I can imagine Switzerland being high up in the jury. Yes, but I don't think anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah, I don't think anywhere else. Um, ESC Topless says, I don't think Belgium will get many televotes at all. 15 tops. Really? I would just say it just seemed like a lot of people in the crowd, in the arena, were really feeling Belgium's song. So we will, we will see. We will see. Um... Felix Gatto, great question. What about Italy? I think Italy could come top 10 with the jury, but I think Italy is going to like kind of continue this grand tradition of the televote appreciating what Italy is doing far more than the juries. And I think if the juries really have their eyes on a ballad, I think they are going to be looking a little bit more at Switzerland. Um, I think they're going to be looking at, uh, I, think, I think even Estonia may be more than Italy, possibly. We will see. It's just because historically the juries haven't really thrown a lot of support and weight behind um, Italy, and I don't know if this year is that year. Ooh, all the comments are coming in. Um, uh, uh, Mike A says, Alicia, do you think Croatia performing second to last could damage Katia's televote storm? I don't think so. I think I've kind of answered this question already, but I, I don't know. Um, Arez, I don't know, Alicia. I think Spain slash Israel can pull a Jamala. I don't think that, maybe a Spain? I don't know if Israel, I just, the the problem is, I don't know if Israel's gonna finish top five with the jury. I think Israel might finish top ten with the jury, but I don't know if they'll be able to finish top five with the jury. That's my only kind of hesitation um on that spain uh, uh, 
Y'all, I just don't know. I really am living in the, that we're in a two-way race sort of situation. All right. And then I think we have this other narrative of Eurovision 2023 that I just want to make sure we're still honing in on. But you know, Eurovision 2023 is our battle of the bands. It's our battle of the bands. What band do we think is going to come out on top? What do you think? What do you think? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking Australia might do some things. But I think Slovenia, what do y'all think? What band do you think is going to finish the highest? Croatia's going to get some love on the televote. But like I said, I think the juries are going to pay them dust. Slovenia, I think, could get some love both in that televote and jury bucket. But I think Australia might get some, you know, get some jury love. So I'm like between Australia and Slovenia. But I think, I think Germany is going to get some love in the televote, y'all. I think, I think they are. So who do you think is going to come out on top? Now, Meek S14 says Germany is going to be bottom five. Anna's going with Slovenia, given the edge. Uh, Sinan Stan says Slovenia is getting the edge. Jafar is saying Australia or Slovenia is getting the edge. Uh, Mike A says Slovenia could do well both in juries and the televote. I am thinking that Slovenia ends up being our winner of the battle of the bands. I, I I think I think so. Marius C, Slovenia won the semi with this running order, so they will top it. Let's let's see. I'm I'm really curious. I'm I'm really curious what we will ultimately see in our battle of the bands. But I'm thinking I don't think any of our bands are coming bottom three. And so that kind of leads me. That sort of leads me to, you know, and I guess this has been circulating. But there is some odds conversation of who's most likely to finish, you know, like in the bottom, I guess. Um, Like who will be kind of on the lower end. So I'm going to hop into these comments and and see. So uh, DD Raven says Portugal will be bottom three. You don't think the juries are going to help them? Gospodin says the UK. Um that yeah let's let's talk about who do we think is going to finish last i feel like there are so many people who are loving the uk's entry this year but i'm not gonna lie y'all we started off this conversation talking about the songs that were left behind and the conversation was sort of circling around you know optimizing the package that you have um and I've got a lot of people saying the UK. Yeah, the UK. Um, I'm Robot said Poland, UK, Al- Albania. Uh, Mark said Albania, I think is last, unfortunately. You know, I feel like with Albania, I would almost be okay with them finishing last. Because for me, and call me a Eurovision purist at this point, I feel like this would not have been a Eurovision grand final without something like Albania in the mix. So to me, Albania's goal was to make it there, was to make it there. I don't know if people will feel so passionate about it that they pick up the phone and call for it, but I, 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 will, I will note, note that I, I do sort of feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I, I don't know if in if they're in the most optimal position in the running order to give them some love, but um, 
But I do think Albania did what they needed to to do optimal. Now, Dallas, Downey says Albania is getting their usual 19th to 17th placement. Maybe. Maybe. I'd love to see it. I, I don't like ethnic songs finishing like bottom three, to be honest. I just don't like the message that perhaps that sends overall. Um, John Snow says Lithuania is last. I don't think that that is going to happen. Willem says, I have a bad feeling Czechia will be bottom five. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I don't, no, I'm not living in that world. But Karel agrees with you. Karel says, Czechia, I think they will be last. No. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm living in a world where if the UK finish last, I don't know how I feel about that. But I wonder if maybe some of that is because we have this host country syndrome sort of thing um, where the UK might take a little bit of that host country blow that we sometimes see happen at the Eurovision Song Contest. Perhaps that's a piece. Uh, Callie Stir says Cyprus may come last. I think juries will favor Switzerland and Italy's vocals. And I think the televote for Cyprus will be low. Um except for Australia and Greece. You know, Cyprus comes a little early. And so there might be something you're on to with that, Cali. But I just think, I think the juries might pad Cyprus enough because you're forgetting that with Cyprus, it's not just going to be Australia and Greece. It's probably going to be Sweden as well, giving them a little bit of help. And you might have you might have Norway show up and give a little bit of help because this is a very well-produced pop song, you know, well-produced power ballad. So we'll see. Um, uh, Mexi, Alicia, have you seen the UK full performance? It's just bad. Uh, yes, I have seen the UK's full performance. And I will tell you, when we talk about optimizing your staging package, I think that they did not optimize it when it came to the styling. I also think that they did not optimize it when it comes to the way the vocal is being delivered. It's just not what it needs to be. I wouldn't say the vocal is bad, but it is not what it needs to be. And they've attempted to add this kind of vocal moment on the end of the song. And I don't think that it is working um, in the way that it should be. I just... <sighs> when you said you were leaving to work on your mental health. It's just the challenge is... The song's not even that difficult vocally. So for us to be struggling with it vocally, again, this is just where I say, and I will be a broken record with this, discipline. Discipline as a performer to know when to shut up. <laughs> I just, it's not a, it's not a vocally challenging song. You know, I will say I was out. I drank yesterday. I was loud. I was talking to everyone. You know, what, what is the other one? Instead, I wrote a song about how you did me wrong. But now I am sitting down. So maybe if I was standing up, 
I could have cried at home and spent the night alone. Instead, I wrote a da 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 da. Yeah, maybe I need to move around a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I think when you don't have a song that is vocally challenging and you really aren't doing a lot, if you aren't doing choreo choreo like may's not really doing choreo choreo we're getting the lazy choreo which y'all know i love i love like a little cute like you know lazy choreo moment um and you're just walking no um no um i just you know I, it's just like no I, I i wish that i could and i and i understand like some people at home the eurovision voting public they aren't you know they don't care all the time about you know the vocals being executed to perfection like not all the time and I think we pick and choose the moments when we give grace to our performers but um you know again I was drinking yesterday not smoking but you know drinking I, I also think that that's crazy when I meet singers who smoke I'm just like <laughs> just like so like you don't want to have like a career when you're in your 50s. But you know, but, you know, here I am. Unless your vocal is, you know, predicated on the fact that you're going for like a, you know, a, a raspy moment. But you know, I'd, be, I'd even say like, I don't want to go, you know, but maybe we both know. But you know, you see Lorraine, she's not out here talking to any, any and everybody, you know, preserving the vocals. Blanca, she's like, you know, we're, we're just talking in Spanish and everything. I, I just discipline, discipline. If we are not on stage, you know, and, and managing our time, um, you know, have we covered everything? We talked about winner potential. We talked about this running order. We talked about who could make some surprises on the stage. We talked about our battle of the bands. We talked about the songs that were left behind. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm living in a world where we actually don't have no point in the grand final. I am living in that world. Am I delusional, y'all? I I think because we've gotten rid of the juries in the in the semifinals, which I think is a great move, because what that does is you don't have to worry about something. You know what was it? Was it Switzerland, or was it Azerbaijan? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember now. But you don't have to worry about a song that like nobody wanted to, to advance from the semi then moving over into the grand final. Now we still have to be nervous, you know, I think for our automatic qualifiers. But, you know, honestly, this year, I think the big five plus Ukraine, they're all giving us something that I believe deserves some love, even if it's just five points. I, I would just love to see no one walk away with nil point. And just to clarify, it was Azerbaijan last year that had no points. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so let's talk about the return of Luxembourg, because I, I didn't want to transition to the news. I'm really curious to see how they're going to show up, because Luxembourg, in its heyday, you know, was showing up with some quality at Eurovision. And, you know, I think because Luxembourg is sort of this country that has all of these, like, little influences, you know, I wonder what this, I wonder if this allows Belgium to like kind of get it together and make them want to kind of continue doing their national selection of Eurosong. You know, I think we have like kind of the return of a little bit of a potential voting block culturally a little bit. So I'm excited. I, I think 
with Eurovision, we want to make sure, and if we are talking about Eurovision building its brand and trying to expand, it's hard to see them expanding when year after year we're having more countries that are already a part of it, kind of stepping back and saying like, nah, we can't make it this year. So I think we really need to be back into the pattern of 40 plus countries competing. That's where I live. And obviously, you know, I want the most competitive Eurovision year that we can possibly get. And I just think everyone is bested when we have more folks competing, more markets of people who are going to be able to vote and participate in the song contest fully. Uh, So I'm, I really, I really am a proponent of like, I, I want North Macedonia back. I want Bulgaria back. I want Turkey back. I really want Turkey back. Um, I want Turkey back at the song contest. So I think if we're really talking about Eurovision as a brand expanding, it feels odd. Um, it feels odd to, um, to be expanding the brand to different countries and formats in that sense and not keeping, you know, the anchor program growing, thriving and sustained. Um, so we'll so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Black Bean Pace says Alicia should be hired by Eurovision as their official creative consultant. You know, look, I do it for free. And technically, that's what I'm doing now because we know they'd be watching. Hey, how y'all doing? Um, we know they be watching. They're listening. They're like, if it's a good idea, they'll take it. Because, I mean, honestly, one of my 10 things was I was like, we, I don't want to see a country qualifying from a semifinal that had no Televo points. That, like, that just, I mean, even for the brand, it doesn't make sense. You know, people are choosing what they want to see on Saturday night. Let them see the things that they want to see. And the things that they decided they did not want to see, why are we... You know, why are we giving them a chance to perform? Again, didn't nobody want it. Uh, <laughs> you know, just run me my check. Oh, Harut says, I want Monaco back. I'd be down for that too. That's the thing. I just think as a brand, we want to make sure that those conversations are happening. And we know that they are. So I'm not saying that they aren't happening. But I just feel like every year when we are approaching another year, I think that there should be a one-to-one conversation with that broadcaster of like, look, Can you make it work for this upcoming year? What do you need to make it work? And and I think a big part of that, because I've had my conversations of, you know, making your vision affordable again. And you can check out my article where I asked ChatGPT where we could have like affordable Eurovisions. And you know, we're overdue a Balkan win. Let me just say it, we're overdue a Balkan win. You know, when Eurovision was in Portugal and Lisbon wasn't super expensive. You know, if we had Spain win this year, you know, not only is the song deserving of a win, but you know, we might have a cheaper Eurovision 2024. And of the Nordics, and this is ChatGPT telling me, of the Nordics, I asked, you know, between like Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, which would be the cheapest? I didn't even put in the songs or anything. And chat GPT said Finland. So, you know, if we're ending this conversation or bringing this conversation a little bit to a wrap, you're probably wondering who I want to see win Eurovision 2023. And, you know, I feel conflicted because I will tell you my wallet is screaming at me. My wallet is really, really loud. And my wallet is saying Finland or Spain. Now, this is based off of 
what is most likely to win. So, I mean, sure, there are plenty of countries that would be affordable. I'd love to see Serbia win, but it's probably not going to happen. I'd love to see Cyprus win. It's probably not going to happen. Honestly, I'd love to see Czechia win. It's probably not going to happen. So of the ones most likely to win, and let me just, I'm going to re-up the odds. So we'll be, we'll be real current with these odds. And when, and when we are looking at who will win the Eurovision Song Contest, my pocketbook is kind of like, look, we could make Sweden work, but we'd appreciate you going with something cheaper. <laughs> and so Finland, yeah, we could make that work. You know, if Ukraine wins again, like let's say if Ukraine wins again, then maybe, you know, we don't know what our world situation is going to be like, but if they aren't able to host it, maybe we do have a runner-up hosted situation again. You know, maybe we end up having Sweden go, hey, look, we're willing to do it. Um, Israel is now fourth in the, you know, odds of winning. Honestly, I would love to go back to Israel. I'll be real with you. Israel was affordable. <laughs> my flight was affordable. My stay was affordable. The only thing I didn't love about Israel hosting, you can go back and look at my 2019 videos, was the fact that the transportation in the city was not great. So I ended up not even being able to make it. <laughs> to the arena for the grand final because I couldn't get a ride. And the um and one of the official sponsors was actually an app. And them drivers were not it wasn't enough. So as much as I would love to like my wallet would be appreciative of Israel winning and hosting. I wouldn't be mad at it. I enjoyed it. Uh you know. We going to have to figure out that public transit situation. Okay? <laughs> um next up Norway. You know, my pocketbook would would be screaming at me, no, no, don't win. <laughs> my pocketbook would just be hollering at me, no, girl, no, no, don't win. Um, but I, actually, you know, it's so crazy. If Norway won, I'd say I probably wouldn't go just because my pocketbook, I, I just, I really could not afford that, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I could afford that. Spain, I could afford. I will be in the building and the song is worthy. Uh, the song is worthy. And then we got France coming up. I would obviously go to France. I don't think it's going to win, but I, I would go to France. That would be affordable. Italy, I don't think they'll win. But, you know, Italy I was able to make work. But I'll be real with y'all. I probably wouldn't go just because I just did Turin. You know, so so for my pocketbook, I probably wouldn't do it. And, you know, honestly, the, the United Kingdom is number nine for who will win. Eurovision in the betting odds, even though I guess they're also number one for um, <laughs> for like possibly to like finish like in the bottom five. Uh, but if the UK were to host and we didn't see wild price gouging, you know, maybe we could have a situation of uh, Glasgow. Maybe we could have a situation of of Manchester. I'd be I'd be into that. And uh, and then finishing in 10th place, Austria. Oh, I would go. I would be down for Austria to win. Take that, uh, Spotify music industry. I would definitely be here for an Australian win. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I, it's interesting. What is, so I'm on the Eurovision odds site and I don't see, so I see winner top five, top three. Oh, last place. Yeah, let's look at this. Who will finish last in the grand final of Eurovision? The UK has a 17% chance according to the odds. Portugal's at 13. My goodness. Poland's at 9%. And then we've got a two-way tie between Germany and Albania. 
I just I just don't want anyone finishing last with zero points. I just really, really would hope that that doesn't happen. But you know, I I cannot wait to go live tomorrow. I will be broadcasting live from Wonder Garden here in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be in my own little VIP cabana. We're going to get that stream started on time. I'll be doing the stream, watching the show. I am really, really excited just to see who we're going to win, who, who we're going to have as our winner of Eurovision 2023. I do still think we're in a two-way race between Spain and Finland, but I think, you know, Ukraine could be there for the upset. Spain could be there for the upset. And then I think, you know, the quiet assassin of Norway could be there for the upset. I think it's going to be exciting, but you know, I it's funny because we had some surprises, I think, for semifinal two. I feel like semifinal one, we didn't really have many surprises. So we're sort of like, what, um, one to one. We'll see if we end up with some surprises tomorrow evening. But, you know, if I if I am if I'm pulling, if I'm pulling, you know, for uh, for tomorrow you know, my heart's set because Spain, I just love what they're doing. Sweden, I have loved Lorian, her music, her artistry ever since 2012. So I would love to see her be able to do the double. And then also to like let Sweden kind of edge in there, given just the consistency and the serious with which they take the song contest. But I also feel like with Finland, UMK, I have said for years that that intro, like you like you would put on an amazing Eurovision like contest. I, I just think the show, the production, the host would be amazing. And I'm not gonna lie, I think it should be Vasala and Sada Alto. Am I already planning things? I, I'm like Vasada, Vasala, Sada Alto to be in the mix potentially as hosts and just discussions but honestly I just I really really think that Finland there have just been moments where they have not gotten um I think the posts and the support that they have deserved with what they have served us on the Eurovision stage so I just love the fact that we're even having a conversation about Finland having the chance because quiet as is kept UMK you want to talk about a playlist that you can just hop into song wise get into that national selection of UMK okay I'm I'm just saying and the production quality of UMK this year and last year. I mean just a really really nice national selection and a great example. So so yeah, so yeah, I just I I I do feel like if you ask me in my heart of hearts who I really want to be like fighting for, it is me personally, Spain, Finland, and Sweden. That's like my three-way kind of like I, I want to see do very well this year personally. Uh, but ultimately, I think I think I think we're gonna get that freeze frame of Sweden's Lorien and Karia. I think we're gonna be looking at them next to each other on the split screen. Oof. I don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. But thank you all so much for watching. If you have never been in my channel before, please like this video and please subscribe. I have so much content coming for you, even though the show will be over tomorrow. You want to connect with me across 
channel, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You know, it was sad not to be on the ground in Liverpool, but I have still so thoroughly enjoyed this Eurovision week with all of you. Thank you to everyone who has liked, who has subscribed, who has followed. You know, we're going to find out the winner of Eurovision 2023 tomorrow. It feels surreal. Thank you for watching. Bye. <laughs>